A reporter recently asked me if I thought the future of faith is female. Well, the numbers aren't trending that way. For some time now, the Catholic Church has been bracing itself to face one of its greatest challenges. The religious disaffiliation of women, an aging population of consecrated religious sisters, and a culture which undervalues marriage and family life. And these distinct phenomena are now converging. In 2015, the Pew Research Center reported that 35% of millennials identify as nuns. And not the kind you're hoping for. <laughs> nuns, N-O-N-E-S, or those with no religious affiliation. And many of them had previously identified as Catholic. In 2019, there was an update to the research that showed a 13-point increase in religious disaffiliation among millennials and a 10-point increase among women. And these numbers are striking, especially when we consider how women have been at the backbone of the life and mission of the church. Another 2015 study showed that 80% of lay ecclesial ministers were women, with a median age of 55. And religious sisters have seen staggering declines since a peak in 1965. And sisters have long been at the helm of much of the church's most critical work, education, healthcare, ministry, and providing social services to the marginalized. So how are these leadership roles going to be filled? And why are women leaving? So I thought we could look a little bit at the history of women in the church and what the church has to say about women. The Catholic Church's teachings offer a holistic approach to upholding the dignity and value of women in alignment with Pope St. John Paul II's call for a new feminism. Pope Francis exhorts the church to be a listening church when it comes to the area of women's equality. He said that the church can support the call to respect women's rights and offer convinced support for greater reciprocity between males and females. I love that Pope Francis puts this into action. He recently appointed six laywomen to the Vatican's Council for the Economy. The Catholic Church is also one of the only institutions that truly esteems the role that women play in shaping civilization as mothers. And this is the most critical leadership role. It's the true heart of passing on the faith to future generations in the home and in the family. Also, the great fruitfulness of spiritual maternity can be seen in the flourishing of so many Catholic institutions here in the United States. Cato Byrne once said, long before now held its first organizational meeting, there were female role models who exemplified initiative, intelligence, and independence. America's first large network of professional women was Catholic nuns. In the 1900s, they built and ran the country's largest private school and hospital systems. These women were nurses, teachers, and CEOs. 
So no wonder I love hanging out with religious sisters all the time, right? They're the best. I love them so much. You know, and also lay Catholic women, they have answered the call to be leavened to the world through a diversity of professions, both single and married. Lay women like St. Zaylee Martin, St. Gianna Beretta Mola, Dorothy Day, and today's new feminist icon, Amy Coney Barrett, they all exemplify the feminine genius in their own spheres of influence. We are here today to talk about building up innovation in the Catholic Church. And I would like to argue that that cannot be done successfully without women. And typically, when I talk about Catholic women's leadership, two questions come up. Are you rallying for women's ordination or are you trying to change church teaching on human sexuality? And my answer to both is no. So why are we having this conversation? (laughs) It's because I think that women are not being fully embraced in their feminine genius, at least not yet. Women are often pressured to lead more like a man than to be seen for their own dignity and particular giftings. A surge in conversation surrounding women's issues in the wider culture invites the church to offer more opportunities, increase opportunities for the exercise of feminine gifts and voices, and to continue to be a champion for women in practice as well as in teaching. In John Paul II's letter to women, he said, thank you, every woman for the simple fact of being a woman. You know, we often hear the world telling women that they can have it all. But instead, I like to say that women can't truly have it all until they give it all. We know according to our faith that it is in giving that we receive. And until we have this change of tune from having to giving women won't truly be free or happy. So where does the church fit into all of this? Just like children need both a father and a mother, the church needs both the masculine and feminine genius, a complementary partnership of life givers, innovators, and entrepreneurs. An entrepreneur is defined as an individual who creates a new business, bearing most of the risks and enjoying most of the rewards. The entrepreneur is commonly seen as an innovator, a source of new ideas. I think women are natural innovators. With the capacity to knit life within the presence of our very wombs, Women are natural incubators of innovation. Women are creative, intuitive, nurturing. We're really great at multitasking. (laughs) And women have this unique gift of always seeking to fill the needs of others. The feminine genius is characterized by four things. Receptivity, sensitivity, generosity, and maternity. To me, that sounds just like what the doctor ordered. If I could write a prescription to heal a hurting world, it would be those four things. Receptivity, sensitivity, generosity, and maternity. Women should not have to toughen up 
or deny their femininity when seeking to fill a leadership role. As St. Edith Stein said, the world doesn't need what women have. It needs what women are. So I think we should go to the top. We should look at the greatest Catholic female leader of all time, the woman who took the greatest risk, and that is the Virgin Mother. She accepted a mission that had never been done before and will never be done again. She is the true epitome of bringing forth a new creation to heal a hurting world, just like an entrepreneur, bearing the risks and then enjoying the reward on Easter Sunday. Pope Francis, he reflected on Mary's fiat and he said in Christus Vivit, Mary's mission would undoubtedly be difficult, but the challenges that lay ahead were no reason to say no. Mary did not take out an insurance policy. She Mm -hmm. took the risk. And for this reason, she is strong. She is an influencer, the influencer of God. Our salvation hinged upon the yes of a woman. So if you don't know this about me, I love to play games. (laughs) And have you ever played Heads Up where you have a card and you put it up on your head? It has someone's name up there and your friends are helping you guess who that person is, giving you clues, giving you hints. And I recently made a Catholic female leader's version of Heads Up (laughs) and I'm playing it with some friends and whether they were cradle Catholics or an unaffiliated millennial, the go to guess besides Mary is always Mother Teresa of Calcutta. So let's look at this modern saint. You know, she is an incredible example of the feminine genius, of an openness to life, an entrepreneurial spirit. She founded a new religious order. She served the poorest of the poor in unthinkable conditions. And she even received a Nobel Peace Prize. And at that event, at that award ceremony, she made some risky remarks, if you know what I mean. She is, as a spiritual mother who activated her gifts, an incredible example of now enjoying the ultimate reward of an eternal crown of glory. I work as the executive director of the Given Institute, and at Given, we activate the gifts of women for the church and for the world. And we aim to raise up the next generation of Catholic female leaders, lay and consecrated, the next female saints. And I would like to tell you a story about a young adult woman who is, to me, like the Mother Teresa of the 21st century. Lauren lives in New Jersey, and she came to the Given Forum with an idea planted in her heart. She truly loves children with Down syndrome. And she had gone on a mission trip to Uganda and came to realize that many times these precious children, they don't have access to the proper health care that they need. And many times their parents, they don't know all the health ramifications that come with Down syndrome, especially when it comes to congenital heart issues. So Lauren, she set out to meet this challenge head on, and she founded a nonprofit called Hearts of Joy International where she, 
uses her incredible feminine genius as a masterful fundraiser and networker. And she raises the money for the corrective heart surgeries that these children need. She goes all the way. She flies to Uganda, India, the Philippines, and she is there advocating with a network of healthcare professionals for these children. She's even there in the waiting room as the child goes in for surgery and she's holding their parents' hands. What's really mind-blowing to me about all of this is since Hearts of Joy was founded in 2019, 35 children have received the life-saving surgery that they need. And it's all because Lauren said yes to the mission that God gave her. Now that is the feminine genius in full display. So if we want to be like Lauren, like Mother Teresa and like the Blessed Mother, we need to go to the giver of all good gifts. We need to go first to the Lord. He will fuel our fire and he will inflame our feminine genius. And it is from that relationship that all good works will flow. Because when we give it all, that's when we will truly have it all. And just like the queen of heaven and earth and all the female saints before us, we too can enjoy an eternal crown of glory. So to go back to that reporter who asked me, is the future of faith female? It could be. If we learn to lead with our feminine hearts. And I am always encouraged by the words of Mordecai to Queen Esther when he said, who knows, perhaps it was for a time like this that you became queen. Thank you. Thank you.